Hi everyone, it's me Mark Sylvester here and what I wanted to do guys is I wanted to do a special episode where on the 9th of October 2020 the company I work for, Cineworld Picture House Regal is going to be closing down for the foreseeable future and what I wanted to do is because I work at a cinema and also wrestling is as you know for this podcast I wanted to do the two things that um, is kind of like my career so I wanted to look at today, guys, my top five wrestling movies. Now, with the top five wrestling films, I'm looking at films that are based on wrestling itself. Like, I'm not looking at movies that include a wrestler or has a clip of a professional wrestler. Like, for example, like Rocky Three or um, Gremlins 2, for example, or something like that. I wanted to look at films that are just pure wrestling themselves. It um, could be anything from a documentary... A biopic, it could be anything sort of like a like an actiony sort of wrestling movie. It's just it's a different variety of different films that I'm gonna be looking at and telling you today guys what my top five are. This top five isn't really done in any particular order, it's just what I feel people should go out and watch, and the number one film that I've chosen is definitely the one that I feel everyone should go out and watch because it is that good of a film and it's one of those films that even if you don't like wrestling you can still enjoy it and I'm still sour at the fact that he didn't win the Oscar for this particular film but these different films are great and it shows you why professional wrestling is good and even though one of the films is let's say for example the least great out of the five in a sense it's still great because it's just that pure cheese it's that pure 80s-ness and I'm going to discuss them more in a minute and also as well with cinemas closing down and stuff and everything that's going on at the moment it's just sad because of all the different film delays and especially as well with Bond now being delayed till next year because they want to do a, a worldwide release so it's just sad to kind of see that and also as well with cinemas it's the best place to watch a film I know it's cliche that everyone says and it's like a slogan of different companies saying the best place to watch a movie but to me it is because it's one of those things that when you watch something at a cinema you're watching it again for the first time like a couple years ago they did the special 3d 4k release of terminator 2 and because it's a film that i haven't seen at all at the cinema and it's also one of my all-time favorite films ever same with the turtles movie for example and stuff the original 1991 it was like i was watching it again for the first time and it's just one of those things that when you get to see something in the cinema or in IMAX, it adds a new sort of like dimension and a new way of you watching the film. Like I went to see Star Wars Episode 7 at the Waterloo IMAX, which is like the biggest screen in, in I think it's the entirety of Europe. I know it's definitely the UK, but I can't remember if it's the Europe or not. But watching that film again in IMAX, I felt like I was watching it again for the first time. Because you have new stuff and, you know, it brings like a new way of watching something, you know. It's just watching it with the surround sound, the atmos, the amazing picture, the size of it, you know. It just basically gives you the best way to watch any film. And so then guys, please enjoy my Thank You Cineworld Top 5 Wrestling Films. And so for my first wrestling film, it is... No holds barred. Hey, when are you looking for a little escape? Want to see something? This is sick! 
you don't see every day. Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. Zeus. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. Now, this film is one of those pure 80s cheese. You know, it's just brilliant. The theme tune is great. I know Jim Johnston, who did all the WWF, WWE themes until a couple years ago, um, did the soundtrack to this film and it's just amazing just to see like his music in it basically as well it is just pure 80s cheese Hulk Hogan is this pure like action star um, you also got as well it's kind of weird where he's playing himself but as a different character um, also as well you have a strong connection to World Wrestling Federation it wasn't like in other films where it's just a generic company you know it's not like the something 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 it's the world wrestling federation and he's the, actually the wf champion um also as well you have zeus in the film who's a great bad guy in this the owner as well is really slimy really horrible he's like no i don't want this shitty wrestling i want like bar fights and always have a bollocks you know that that they do um some of the scenes are hilarious where it's like hulk hogan's like basically stopping these basically like henchmen of the main bad guy who i can't remember his name he, the guy who plays him, appeared in other films. Like he's the um, guy who works for and with Rob Lowe, who ends up helping him at the end driving. He's been in a lot of other films. I can't remember his name. And one of his henchmen, you got Hulk Hogan, and it's like because he Hulk Hogan literally strangling him, and he's like, "Wash that smell." And then the guy goes, Dookie! <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. It's just pure 80s cheese. And also as well, one of the other reasons why I love this film, even though I haven't seen this film for so many years, is the fact that they actually incorporated it with the World Wrestling Federation, where back in 89, Zeus came in for several pay-per-views and he also did a special um, pay-per-view steel cage match where you had Hogan and Brutus Beefcake against Randy Savage who was the king at the time the Macho King and Zeus in a steel cage and if you bought the match you were able to watch the film afterwards so you had like that and that and then also and also as well it's one of those things when they actually had the no holes barred match it's really well done the cinematography to this uh, movie is great and also as well the main theme tune is freaking awesome too it's like a pure 80s cheese 80s music and yeah even though the film didn't do very well in the, in the box office or didn't really review very well but I think for just pure 80s cheese and just to see something that is just pure 80s pure wrestling Hulk Hogan at his mecca I'd recommend this movie just to watch it for that reason alone and the next film is Fighting With My Family Bloody hell do you think you're doing? 
really want to choke her out in a lot of fingers? Yeah. Now pull it tight. Oh, oh yeah. Now she's in trouble. Oh, wait, I know you. You're from that weird family, aren't you? We're not weird. We don't like wrestling. How do you know if you've never been? I've never had rectal bleeding before, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> How about I shove her head up your ass and then we can find out? Hello? My name is Hutch Morgan. I'm calling from WWE. I'd like both of you to come try out for us. No! It's all fake anyways. Hey, what? Sorry about that. It's The Rock! We're huge fans. Thank you so much. What advice would you give us? We want to be the next you. What are your names again? My name. It doesn't matter what your names are! You walk around here interrupting The Rock you like you haven't seen the sun in 20 years? You like you just stepped out of Oliver Twist? Please, sir, may I have some more advice, sir? You want some advice? Here's The Rock's advice. Shut your mouth! Thanks, Dwayne. Got it. Good morning, wrestling nerds. Well, this is where we see whether or not you get to go on to WWE. This is our shot, though. Hello. Why do you want to wrestle? I'm the toughest bastard in any room. Probably shouldn't swear, not when there's ladies present. Sorry, miss. Sorry about that. If I call your name, that means you'll be coming with me to Florida. Paige. Thank you all very much. You have to take my brother. No one deserves this more than Zach. I wish you the best, son. But this is the end of the line for you. Do you know what it's like to want one thing in life? And then your own sister takes it away from you. It was my dream, too. I have no idea who I'm supposed to be out there. You're not just doing this for you. You're doing it for the family. Paige, I myself have come from a wrestling family, too. I know exactly what it means to you. But don't worry about being the next me. Be the first you. What? It's Dwayne Johnson. How are you? Prove it. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Yeah, and I'm Vin Diesel, mate. I'm sorry. Now, Fighting My Family is one of those films that I think is really, really good. Um, even though, yes, they kind of sort of like creative licensing with certain things and certain people and certain stuff that happened and that kind of bollocks, you know. But I feel for a film itself, it's very, very well done. You know, it's got some really big actors in it. The Rock appears in it in a clip. You've got uh, Florence Poog, who's become a really big star where she was in other really big films and other stuff. She's going to be appearing in something else soon, which I can't remember what it's called. Uh, you've got Lena Headey in it. You've got um, Nick Frost, Stephen Merchant, who starred in the film as well, has directed it as well, as wrote the movie too. And you've also got in the film as well Vince Vaughn, who plays as um, amalgamation of um, Paige's three different trainers at the time. So you've got people like Dusty Rhodes, Norman Smiley, and Albert, or Matt Bourne, or if you wanted to, that absolute asshole um Hugh Morris uh Vince Vaughn is them together um it's just a really good film it's very funny um it's it you have that sort of like second act where you've got one of the characters going into sort of like depression he hates everyone but then in the third act he actually sees what he does is really good and he carries on doing it where basically in the film it's it's a retelling of Paige's career up to the point where she won the Divas Championship at the time. So basically it's about how her and her brother, when they were kids, wanted to become wrestlers and then you have Nick Frostman like, no, you're not doing it right. You should do it like this. And it's really funny that way. Um, it's also really cool as well where they actually have clips of 
the WWF, so you have like stuff from the 2000s and you have stuff further on and you have like her posing with the Divas Championship, you have images of like The Rock, Stone Cold and all this kind of bollocks, you know, it's really good. Uh, then it goes on to where they're training and they're wrestling with each other, like you've got um, her brother who's like the star of the entire promotion of them being in Norwich and stuff and then you have them both going to, I believe it was Smackdown, uh, for the tryouts and only Paige went through because everyone else didn't and in the scene as well you have a lot of different indie wrestlers at the time who uh, were still wrestling in like Progress and Rev Pro, ITW and stuff and then you then see them now in NXT UK etc that kind of thing and then you see actually Paige going off to America not really fitting in with anyone being like the lone wolf having to kind of change herself to be noticed and then she's kind of like going back to the UK, deciding she wants to quit. But then actually, she has a really terrible match with her brother because her brother's really jealous of her because he wanted to become the star like she is. And then he goes through this downward spiral. But then they both decide, actually, we're going to carry on doing this. Paige gets more of a confidence in herself. She helps the other wrestlers um, who she's training with. Uh, her brother ends up going on to becoming the, the lead teacher of the wrestling school again and it's like a very positive um story with it ends with her winning the WWE Divas Championship um the night after WrestleMania's Raw back in 2014 that show against AJ Lee where you had Selena Vega play as AJ Lee and he had the match even though the match was a lot more longer than the actual uh than the actual match itself was it's cool to see them showing this and you can actually see the um the stage and the arena of when they did this match um, for the movie it's really really cool I know they kind of used the uh, modern day set design of Raw but it's still really cool to kind of have that and then you had saw like the green screen the night before when she was told that she was going to win the championship by The Rock that you had WrestleMania 30 in the background that kind of thing as well it was really cool and I remember seeing this film with my good friends uh, Mikey um, and our boy Tony um, and just to see their reaction to the film and the fact that they enjoyed it as well and I could hear them laughing to it. It's just one of those films that even if you don't like wrestling, you can still enjoy because it's a really funny film, a very good and interesting story, and it's also one of those great films that because of a really good documentary that I believe it was Channel 4, but do not quote me on that, did on the um, Knight family, like Paige, her mum, her brother, her dad, etc., that they went on to create this amazing film. So if you get a chance to watch this film, I'd highly recommend it. And next we have is Beyond the Mat. Quite frankly, what we've come up with is since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, <laughs> it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. It's all supposed to be fun. The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. It's not supposed to be real. <laughs> You're not going to be scared, right? It's going to be okay. You can go back to the future. You can do anything. Right? Right. Behind the scenes, it's a whole different story. I hope everyone feels like they got their money's worth out there. And for the first time ever, you'll know the real truth. 
He's got a puke. He's got a puke. He's got a puke. It is showtime. The hard facts. Worried about him as far as his health. You need a new knee now. She's gonna live here the rest of her life probably and uh, have seven kids and uh, seven husbands and she'll always remember the nightmare. The family pain. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's times I know. There's a lot of times I know. The real danger. Shut up! I'm a very violent person and I'll hurt you. So I get paid to do what I'm doing. It's like with any entertainer. Come face to face with the wrestling world the way it's never been seen before. Gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. It's still hard after all these years. We did it! I just don't want to hurt no more. This is the damn Beyond the Mat. I think we touched a lot of people. Yeah if you don't mind me saying. Now, Beyond the Mat is, for me, one of the greatest wrestling documentaries I've ever seen. I know there's been many other wrestling documentaries where I'm going to be including another one as well, but I just think it's really interesting, the fact that they're able to go and see people like Vince McMahon's in this documentary, they go to all these different promotions, they speak to Jake Roberts, they speak to Mick Foley... It's one of those really cool things where they're kind of showing you the backstage and all the stuff that goes on of how they make wrestling into what it is and how they decide on the characters, the storylines, the gimmicks, the how the matches are going to go, like what's going to happen, how they're going to book everything. It's just, especially in the late 90s, I know where it was a massive eye-opener at the time, where I know in the late 90s, kayfabe was kind of like dying out and you didn't really um, see it much anymore. But with the fact of people like Vincent Mann and Paul Heyman wanting to show the fans and the people what it's like to be inside um, the wrestling industry, I think it's really well done because it shows you the highs as well as the lows. My God, it showed the lows, especially with Jake Roberts at the time who was going through just hell. And it's really nice to see where he's become, where if you get a chance to watch it, it's on the UK Netflix, not sure if it's on the US one, but I'd highly recommend the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts because that is a really good documentary showing you the way of how both Scott Hall and Jake Roberts through the power of DDP yoga and living with him and everything else that DDP has done for these two men have gone on to basically save their lives and have gone on to become Hall of Famers and have actually gone on to be in really good graces with the WWE because of this. Um, also as well you had another really good documentary the year later with Louis Farouk but his was more on WCW and a few hardcore stuff but that was only an hour long but I really liked this one because it was besides the other one it was the first one that actually kind of showed you more like the proper workings of wrestling because I know the next film I'm going to be talking about is another documentary that came out a year before this one but that one was just more based on one character. Where this one, it's based on different people and different places. And the way it's uh, it flows is very well done. It's not just, you got this bit, just that. You've got this bit, you've just got that. It's more like you've got a little bit to bit here, a little bit to bit here, a little bit to bit here, a little bit to bit here. And it goes through uh, early 98 all the way through to early 99. 
where one of the most sort of like fascinating as well as shocking scenes in the entire film is when you see um, Mick Foley watching the reactions to his family where he's being hit in the head about 20 times with a steel chair by the rock. And you can see him being like, even though he loves doing what he's doing and he's known as the hardcore legend and what he does is for the fans, he realises that actually, um, he realises the distress that he puts onto his family. And it's quite interesting to kind of see that sort of like way of the wrestlers seeing what they do in the ring affects them. And you see them earlier, uh, just before that clip in the documentary, like Mick Faye talking about the match he had with The Rock. And then you kind of like um, see him with his kids and you can see them being worried for their dad and stuff. And it's just a very well-made documentary. It's very, very good. And it's one of those documentaries that even if you don't like wrestling, I'd highly recommend it because it shows you everything about professional wrestling. It shows you the independent stuff to the WWF, to ECW. It shows you the highs as well as the lows in the world of professional wrestling where you've got people on the highest echelon to the lowest. You also get to see how the wrestling industry is able to create the characters or gimmicks that they have, especially with someone like Draws who end up becoming puke. And also as well, it's just one of those... Um, documentaries that you could happily watch and it's been lauded by so many different people by being such a great piece of art and showing why professional wrestling can be seen as one of the greatest things in the world or one of the worst things in the world and I would highly recommend this documentary to everyone and anyone who wants to watch a great film and next is for me one of or if not Besides Beyond the Mat, the greatest wrestling documentary ever, and that is Wrestling With Shadows. Acclaimed by reviewers and film festivals around the world, it is one of the great documentary films of our time. Now, the 10th anniversary collector's edition of Hitman Heart, Wrestling With Shadows. The story of the epic real-life battle between Bret Hart and Vince McMahon owner of the World Wrestling Federation. When people say, people say wrestling, you know, they talk about wrestling not being real. It's far more real than people think. You survive by taking the pain in, getting hit, hitting back, being very physical, letting out all your aggressions. I've been working for Vince McMahon's WWF for the last 14 years. I always figured I'd end my career there. The stage we perform on was created by Vince McMahon. He really turned wrestling upside down and changed it completely. I talked to Vince. And he goes, you have to lose to Sean in Montreal. I can't do that. Vince McMahon has always had this mentality about treating wrestlers like circus animals. All these wrestlers that have broke their backs making this living for years end up with nothing when it's over. I am the best there is!
Now, for me, Wrestling With Shadows is amazing. I know, unlike Beyond the Mat, it's just based on one person being Bret Hart. It's basically the telling of his last several months. I know that wasn't the openness of Beyond the Mat where he had sort of like Vincent Mann showing you everything, but he still had behind the scenes sort of like stuff happening where you've got Bret Hart talking about his contract. You can hear him being sort of like um, Mike talking to Vince about what's going to happen at the, at the Survivor Series. You have as well uh, the sort of like the aftermath of what happened at the Montreal Screwjob, because I know with the Montreal Screwjob, and even though it might be one of the, or probably the most talk about thing ever in the world of pro wrestling, being the Montreal Screwjob, it's something that I want to show to Tony one day and other people in the future to kind of be like, this is why everything is so important. And and it also as well, it's something I want to show Tony one day, the Montreal Screwjob and this documentary as well, especially to kind of show you why this incident that happened in the world of pro wrestling is so important to the wrestling industry. And also as well, it's just one of those things that everyone's talked about it. Um, some people think it's a work. Other people think it's real. Other people think Brett knew about it. Other people think Brett didn't have any idea. It's really interesting to kind of see just it happening. Because I remember when the guys who were filming the documentary, uh, the director was talking about this film in particular, kind of saying like, there isn't really anything juicy in here. There's... A few sort of like, there's a few things, there's a few kind of like controversies with his wife, kind of them having a sort of like arguments and maybe a bit with Vince kind of signing. But then as soon as this happened, as soon as uh, Vince screwed Brett out of the WF Championship, etc., they knew there was something on their hands. And it was really, really cool as well, because there's certain points as well that Vince was like, can you go away when they were like trying to record it? And then you had Vince coming back, uh, Brett, sorry, coming back and telling the director and the film crew about what happened and it's really cool to kind of have sort of like that bird's eye view that like instant reaction of what happened because you can see them going what the fuck just happened Brett got screwed we're going to follow it and stuff and it's just just a fantastic documentary it was actually one of the documentaries that I used for my um degree because at the time we were looking at documentaries and having to show a certain documentary to emphasise why we think documentaries are great. And I chose this one because um, it's really well done. You kind of, ha- you see both sides, uh, you see, I know it's based solely on Brett, but you can kind of see that. The fact as well it's called Wrestling With Shadows because it's about the whole Montreal Screwjob and how that happened and, it, and everything else and that kind of stuff. And one of the other things as well that was really good with this documentary is they did another documentary when they released it, I think for the 10th anniversary, they did. They also had one about Owen Hart, which is also really, really good, which you, if you get a chance to watch it, you definitely should. And that one's really sad because you kind of see it's about like his last days and everything. And you see him being interviewed back in 97, talking about Brett and the wrestling industry, where throughout the documentary, uh, Wrestling of Shadows, you see interviews of Brett talking about everything and how his last days are going to go and how when he heard and knew he was going to win the championship for the fifth time and then when he was going to drop it and how he wouldn't drop it to Sean because of Sean being a dick but then he would happily drop it to anyone else but he doesn't want to lose it in Canada because he's known as being the Canada's hero and it's just one of those just great documentaries that I'd recommend to anyone and everyone really and and even if you don't like wrestling I recommend this documentary because it is that good. And if you, and if you do love wrestling, I recommend it anyway because it is a great documentary on one of, or if not, the greatest in-ring technician ever. You know, he isn't known as the excellence of execution or the 
the best there is, the best there was, or the best there ever will be for nothing. And also as well, it's showing you how at the end of the film, WCW would have had such a mega baby face, such a mega star, and just to see how they were able to waste it was ridiculous and just to see how well when you watch this documentary you can you feel for Brett, you feel for him, you can kind of see actually WCW are gonna have this mega baby face, you sympathize with Brett, you makes you love Brett even more and then you wanna make you as well like go back and watch more Brett matches and moments to appreciate why this documentary is, as well as Bret Hart are fucking amazing. And so then guys, for my last of my top five wrestling films ever, this film is The Wrestler. Some more work. All I got is weekends. Isn't that when you sit on other dudes' faces? Have you ever seen a one-legged dog? Have a beer with me? <laughs> one beer. Can you have a daughter? Oh, my daughter. She don't like me very much. You should call her. What do you want from me? I'm an old, broken-down piece of meat, and I deserve to be all alone. I just don't want you to hate me. You seen me, but I Two words. Three. Match. Bring it. You know, with a little luck, this could be my ticket back on top. Tell me, friend, can you ask for anything? 80s man, best ever. Guns N' Roses. Crew. Yeah, then that Cobain had to come around and ruin it all. <laughs> 90 sucked. 90 sucked. These things that have comforted me, I drive away. My only faith's in the broken bones and bruises I display. Place I get hurt is out there. I'm really here. This life, you can lose everything you love, everything that loves you. A lot of people told me that I'd never wrestle again. The only one who's going to tell me when I'm through doing my thing is you people here. Now, what do you think? What do you think about this? <laughs> eh? That'll work. Come here. <laughs> now the wrestler is an amazing film darren ofrosky um was brilliant in his directing the cinematography to this uh, film is great i just love everything about this film it's just brilliant um marissa tomei is fantastic as the love interest um mickey rourke is great as randy um, his daughter's really good as well. It's one of those films that shows you um, the highs and the lows of the, of the wrestling business. It's showing you the backstage of how wrestling works, showing you how they blade with each other, showing you how they're talking with each other, deciding on what spots and things they want to do. Also as well, it's really cool to have the different promotions um, involved in the film as well. Like you have promotions like CZW, Ring of Honor, for example. That was really cool to see as well. Um, also as well, it's just a fantastic character piece where you see 
Randy uh, wanting not to lose the spotlight, but knowing that he's too old to wrestle, but actually wants to make a, um, a go of it with this girl that he meets in the strip club, but as well as at the same time wants to do good by his daughter. Uh, you kind of see Dem starting to rebuild a relationship, but then you see him have like a heart attack, but then he doesn't want to say to anyone about it. Uh, you see him trying to claw back and stick to his um, like popularity and his um, fame from the 80s, where basically he is like, in a sense, what would have happened if a star like Hulk Hogan just wouldn't dwindle down and didn't be as big as he is kind of thing. Um, and also as well, it's just... One of those movies that I believe he should have won the Oscar for the best actor. I know that they didn't really like what he did with the WWE with the Chris Jericho feud. But I think for me, um, he was in the best film. I believe this film should have won best picture as well as best actor because it is great. It shows you the brilliance as well as the sort of like nasty side of professional wrestling. Because like the carny side where you can see Mickey Rock being given like steroids and stuff and painkillers um also as well makes you appreciate the amount of bumps and bruises and stuff he does to entertain the crowd it shows you just how the blading works where they have where they put like a little bit of razor blade in their um, wristband and they cut themselves to add more to the match with the blood coming down their face it shows you just the real punishment on their bodies and, and everything else but then it also shows you the love of professional wrestling where these people love each other these people after the matches backstage are like, that was a great match, brother. Thank you for the opportunity to wrestle with you because at, at this time he's a legend who does these kind of things. Um, also as well, it shows you the love that the fans have for Randy. And it's just one of those films that I can't say enough good things about this film. It is great. It is pure perfection. It is for me my favourite of his films. I know I've seen... His other films like Black Swan, etc., which are also very, which is also very good. His other stuff as well, like um, Wickrium for a Dream, etc., 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 that he's done. But for me, I think this is my favourite one of his films, and I really hope that he goes back and does another movie about professional wrestling to kind of see just what he could do nowadays, considering how big and everything else Independence have become, where Ring of Honor has now become this um, really big company. You've got New Japan, who are really big now. Rev Pro becoming bigger. You've got the whole thing with um, progress being incorporated with WWE. You've got other stuff like CCW starting to become a bit bigger again. And it's just the great thing to kind of... Sh oh, but also as well, what I forgot to mention too, is it shows you the brutality of hardcore matches where you see him uh, wrestle in a hardcore match and you think to yourself, fuck, this is what they have to go through. And you just see everything that they do. And just to... Just to kind of see as well just how good and just how well made and thoughtful and brilliant this film is. That it makes you sort of like respect the wrestling industry more. And it's one of those things where I've, I've actually had a few people say to me in the past that they've gone on to watch wrestling and appreciate it more. And they don't see it as just being fake because of this film. And I think that's one of the things that I hate the most when people say about wrestling. About it being fake where it isn't fake. It's just predetermined, you know. It's something that they know what's going to happen, but the bumps and the bruises are all real. I know that I haven't done any proper wrestling training before, but when I was a kid, me and my brother would always used to wrestle each other and stuff, and I've had a few wrestling injuries where my biggest one is I've literally broken my eardrum from taking a power driver, and that's and that was my biggest wrestling injury I've had, and, and it makes 
you appreciate when you do this kind of thing and seeing the bumps that they take and knowing about what they have to do to become wrestlers and what they have to do to um, become like the biggest stars where somebody where I had to take steroids at the time where Randy Duran, you can tell, would have, would have taken steroids in the 80s to become bigger, the amount of pressure it has on his body and you can see at the end where he's told he can't wrestle anymore but he wants to wrestle because he wants that adrenaline from the crowd he wants the people cheer for him because he feels like he's nothing you know he lost his relationship with his daughter Marissa Tomy is kind of like I love you but I want you to quit and he's kind of like no but I love wrestling too much and then but then you see the ending, ending of the film is him doing his uh, finisher but then you just see just black it's just a brilliant film uh, Bruce Springsteen does an amazing song for this film and I'm so glad he won the Oscar for it and it's one of those films that if I could recommend to anyone any wrestling film ever, I would recommend this film, Beyond the Mat and Wrestling of Shadows, without a doubt. If you guys get a chance to watch any of these five films, and if you guys get a chance to watch this film, watch it because it is an amazing piece of cinema and deserves all the accolades it's received and deserves to win the Best Actor and Picture at the Oscars. And that, my friends, was my very special episode on Thank You Cineworld Top 5 Wrestling Films. Please don't forget, guys, to let me know in the comments below what you think about this Top 5 and would your Top 5 be any different? Do you like other wrestling films like Nacho Libre, the Louis Theroux one, the Knight Family one, the main event which is on Netflix, etc. You know, let me know, guys, what you think. And also as well, guys, please don't forget to like follow and subscribe to No Wrestling on all the different social medias, podcast networks and YouTube too. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Tony on LoserQuest and How Do Game. And that's been No Wrestling, guys. I've been an amazing host, as always, your boy, Mark Sylvester. And don't forget, guys, to take care. And always remember, Cineworld. Enjoy unlimited films.